Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. Thanks for joining us. Today we have a homily for Sunday, August 15th, 2021. Let's begin our time together with a reading from Luke's Gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The Gospel of Christ. May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. When I was a kid, there was a Pepsi commercial that ran on TV for quite a while. The ad showed a Coke machine and a Diet Pepsi machine sitting side by side on a busy beach. People lined up in front of the Pepsi machine, coins in hand, making their purchase. Meanwhile, forklift after forklift arrived every few seconds, switching out vending machines containing different flavors of Coke products, all in the hope that people would start to choose Coke rather than Pepsi. In the background, an old 60s song played as the commercial's jingle. A happy-sounding voice gently sang, asking, Did you ever have to make up your mind? You pick up on one and leave the other behind. It's not often easy and it's not often kind. Did you ever have to make up your mind? Coke or Pepsi? Peanut butter or jam? Left or right? The reality is that we make dozens, maybe hundreds of decisions every day of our lives. Some decisions may not seem particularly important at the time, but in retrospect, we see how they became turning points in life. You go to a party and you meet someone who turns into a lifelong friend. You read a book that changes the way you understand the world around you. These things may not seem particularly monumental at the time, but when we look back, we can see that they have had a lasting impact on our lives. Other decisions are clearly more profound. Choice of career, whether to get married or not, and where to live are all significant decisions that can change the trajectory of our lives. Today we consider the life of a young Galilean woman who is confronted by profound decisions. You could argue that her responses not only impacted her own life, but they also changed the world. She bore witness to the work of God in the world, not only through her words, through her faith, but also physically through her body. For centuries, theologians have tried to articulate and define her role in the life of Jesus Christ. Despite all this, she was the woman that Jesus called Mom. 
Christian scripture tells us that a heavenly messenger appeared to a young woman named Mary, extending God's invitation to help fulfill centuries worth of prophecy. The messenger told her that she had found favor with God and that God wanted to partner with her to do something new in the world. Through this partnership, God would enter the world in a new way, showing up in person. According to John's Gospel, in the person of Jesus Christ, God became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. It's through that in-person arrival that Jesus would show God's compassion by preaching, teaching, and healing those around him. At its heart, Jesus' work on earth was about leading people into a deeper and more fully restored relationship with God. This young woman, Mary, would play a pivotal role in that work. But before any of that happened, she would need to respond to the divine invitation. To quote that song from the 1960s, she would have to make up her mind. How would she respond? Luke's Gospel describes the angel Gabriel appearing to Mary. We know that she was engaged, but not yet married, to a man named Joseph. Our understanding of history and the culture of the day tells us that Mary and Joseph would have been in their mid to late teens. Luke tells us that she was much perplexed, and to be honest, who wouldn't be? It should come as little surprise that the idea of motherhood would seem overwhelming to a young, unmarried woman. Mary manages to move beyond her shock and ask Gabriel some questions. She asks a question common to many people in a state of shock. How is this going to happen? She is assured that it will be accomplished through the power of God's Spirit, that God will be with her, and that she need not be afraid. The angel went on to tell Mary that God would accomplish great things through her son. But like most parents, Mary was not given a detailed roadmap outlining the next 30 years of parenthood. She would have to figure out much of it as the story gradually began to unfold. Despite the uncertainty, she could take comfort in the knowledge that God was with her. And that's when we see her stepping out in faith. She gave her assent and God began working a new thing, not only in her life, but in the world. She trusted that God would work in her and through her, even though she didn't know every detail yet. As the story continued to unfold, so did Mary's faithfulness. She continued to trust that God was working through her, even when it was not always easy to see how. It's in that decision to be faithful that we can make a connection between Mary's story and our own. Like Mary, most of our faith heroes were called to a unique function at a specific time in history. Mary was invited to partner with God and usher in God's incarnation. Her cousin Elizabeth gave birth to the prophetic John the Baptist. Other biblical figures like Peter and Paul were called and gifted to specific ministries appropriate to what God was doing in the world at that time. When we compare their stories, we begin to understand that God partners with a variety of people to accomplish a variety of tasks. 
The specific gifts and tasks are different. The common theme woven through these stories is the faithful response of a willing individual. We have not been called to do the specific things that Mary, Elizabeth, Peter, or Paul were called to do. You and I are invited to partner with God using the gifts that we have been given in this present time and place in history. Just like Mary, we must decide how we will respond to God's invitation to partnership in our own lives, in our own time, and in our own place. Like many things, our decision to be faithful can be found both in the small and in the large things of life. In the words of our baptismal covenant, do we proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? Do we seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving our neighbors as ourselves? Do we strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? In other words, how do we express God's love in every aspect of our lives, whether big or small? Let's pray. Mighty God, whose power does not reside in fleshless, lonely purity, whose word is enwombed in the heart of creation, we praise you for Mary, whose hospitable yes made a place for love, whose song of transformation makes thrones and rulers tremble, whose prayer is heard because she is one of us. Through Jesus Christ, Mary's child. Amen.